Welcome to Tariq Amba Podcast and Videocast. I'm Solomon Cabrillier. Now you may be asking, what is Tariq Amba and who is Solomon Cabrillier? Let me answer the second question first. I'm Solomon Cabrillier. I was born in the East African country of Ethiopia in the city of Addis Ababa, and I lived there until I was 13 years old when I immigrated to the United States. I live in New York City presently, and I've been active online for many years, in social media particularly, writing about historic topics mostly to do with Ethiopia. Ever since I was quite small, I have been very interested in history, generally, particularly dynastic history. I am a ordained and active Ethiopian Orthodox Tohado Church deacon. I serve at the Ethiopian Orthodox Tohado Church of Our Savior here in New York City, and I have done so for many years. I was ordained as a young boy, and I served at Holy Trinity Cathedral in Ethiopia before I moved here to the States. For many people, history is about the big events and the big people. All the things that we typically learn from our history textbooks in school, whether it's the world wars and the great battles and the great migrations, or important rulers such as Napoleon or Peter the Great, Shaka Zulu, Genghis Khan, Fidel Castro, George Washington, what have you. But history is also about the small events, the things that don't quite make the history books, but which have massive impact and which are just as interesting. Think of the first person to throw a rock at the Bastille, resulting in the French Revolution. Think of the first person to refuse to pay a tax on tea, resulting on the American Revolution and the establishment of the United States. Think of that first person working in the docks of Gdansk in Poland, deciding to walk off the job, resulting in the fall of the Soviet Union and the fall of communism in the Eastern Bloc. All of these small, seemingly insignificant events at that time turned out to have massive impact on the world. History is interesting to me, not just for those big events, but also for these small events that lead to big results. Each of us is the result of the thoughts and decisions and actions of our parents and our grandparents and our great-grandparents going all the way back to people we will never know. Decisions and actions that they took have an integral part in who we are today. A distant ancestor converted to Christianity and here I am serving as a deacon in an Ethiopian Orthodox Church here in New York. An ancestor of mine may have decided to move from one region to another and that's had a direct impact on who I am today. All of us are the result of decisions and actions that happened long before anyone thought that we would exist. And that's why history is so important and so fascinating to me. So to answer the second question, Tariq means history while Amba is the name for the flat-top mountains in Ethiopia that serve as fortresses and treasuries and are the locations of major towns. So Tariq Amba, together, means mountain of history. And indeed, in Ethiopia, we do have a mountain of history.
Ethiopia is one of the few countries in the world that can claim continual independent existence since biblical times. In the Old Testament book of Kings, we are told that the Queen of Sheba visited Jerusalem to see for herself the great wisdom of King Solomon. The Ethiopian book known as the Kibranegast or Glory of Kings tells us that the queen, named Makeda in that book, came back to her realm pregnant with Solomon's son. That son, Menelik I, was the first person to be crowned King of Kings of Ethiopia, establishing a dynasty that would rule the country with few interruptions until Emperor Haile Selassie was deposed in a military coup in the midst of the Ethiopian revolution. So between Menelik I, who dates to about 900 BC, to Emperor Haile Selassie in 1974, is about 3,000 years of history. Very few countries can compete with that. Ethiopia is a country that's extremely diverse. We have over 80 languages. We have many, many more dialects of those languages. Ethiopia also has three major monotheistic religions from ancient times. One of the oldest Jewish communities in the world, one of the oldest Christian communities in the world, and one of the oldest Muslim communities in the world. And for most of Ethiopia's history, these communities have lived together in relative harmony and peace. Although, there have been instances when things weren't so peaceful. But for the large part, Ethiopians from many different ethnic groups, speaking many languages, have all had in common this Ethiopian identity that's held them together as a state for three millennia. Today, Ethiopia is a country about roughly about three times the size of the state of California and has 110 million people, the second most populous country in Africa. Ethiopia is the largest landlocked country in the world ever since the former province of Eritrea broke away in the early 90s to become an independent country. There are many things about Ethiopia that we will explore, the religion, the history, the culture, the beauty of this land. Ethiopia is a fascinating place. I'm embarking on this journey of podcasting about Ethiopian history because I saw a need. There is a dire need for information on history from Ethiopia and other parts of the world that are from the perspective of the people of that region or of that country. I look forward to sharing all of this with you in the coming episodes, and I look forward to interacting with you. My intention is to release a new episode every two weeks, and in the week in between, to have a session where I would answer questions that viewers might send to me or address comments and so on. I will also conduct interviews with individuals who may have interesting information about Ethiopian history, culture, religion, and so on. I decided to start the podcast with an episode about the restoration of the Solomonic dynasty and the fall of the Zagwe dynasty. The focus of that episode is Emperor Yukonu Amlak, who became Emperor of Ethiopia in 1270. This week, there are some questions that have come up that I'd like to address. Firstly, the beginning of the episode had a lot of genealogy. Yukon Amlek's maternal uh, genealogy in particular, which was very detailed and perhaps a little confusing to some people. The point of that genealogy was to show 
that Yukono Amlak had extensive ties on his mother's side to powerful churchmen, and that this helped him in his climb to the throne. Um, these, these were valuable contacts for, to, for him to have, valuable allies, uh, in an era where the church was very powerful. I intended to show how family ties were so very important in a feudal society. Um, they're still very important today. But back then, in medieval times, um, it was very important uh, who you were related to and how you interacted with those relatives could have a very, very defining role in who you became in life. There were questions uh, about the Zagwe emperors. Um, people asked why were people, why were the people so eager to be rid of them? It's not clear that the people were eager to be rid of them. I don't think that the Zagwe's were, were harsh in any way. Indeed, they seem to have been very pious people. The, the several Zagwe emperors have become very revered saints in, in the Ethiopian Orthodox Church. Saint Lalibada is probably the most famous of them all, but others have been equally revered. However, I think it wasn't so much that the, the Zagwe's uh, were unpopular as that it was more a case of the, the legend of the pre-Zagwe dynasty. And there was a desire to go back to that age of greatness. Aksum had been a world power in its era. And uh, under the Zagwe's, Ethiopia was, um, you know, still a significant power in its region, but um, not at the level that Aksum had, had been at. The Zagwe's always dealt with a question of legitimacy. The founding of the Zagwe dynasty, which we'll cover in another episode, was strengthened somewhat by the founder of the dynasty marrying a Solomonic princess. Uh, we'll go into those details when I do an episode about the Zagwe's, but the the legitimacy that they derived from that was not enough. There was still an idea of a Solomonic succession being carried out by this other line of princes that had Tarikamba is available on your favorite podcast platforms and on YouTube. For additional information, including pictures of people and places mentioned in this podcast, maps, and family trees, you may visit our website at www.tarikamba.com. You may send any questions or comments to Solomon, that's with all O's, Solomon at tarikamba.com.